0: tell someone is a fake millionaire or a real one. There are two ways.
1: First, every single millionaire I know, if they really want to help you, they will for free. No millionaire that actually made it will ever charge you for their knowledge. You might not believe me, but the truth is we feel lucky we've made it and we want to give back. So if someone's trying to charge you for help, they're trying to become a millionaire by All telling right, you they are a millionaire and they're
2: not. The second way is, ask them, the what are they doing podcast. on the first at 11 o'clock? To think, uh, how friend, to tell if someone is a fake. Uh, Sydney J. Harris for sharing that information of how to tell if someone is a real millionaire or a fake one. So his argument is, well, if they're really real, they'll just help you. They're not really going to try to charge you. The only people that are to charge you are people who are trying to become millionaires. So you can take that bit of wisdom and decide for yourself if that is true or not. And here I am on how to acquire to present to you another great episode of information for free. All right. So for those who also listen to our other podcast called Black Equity Podcast, we actually tiptoed into something that we're going to talk about today, uh, which are the five laws of gold. On our last episode of How to Acquire Podcast, we talked about the five laws of wealth creation, and that came and was inspired uh, by Michael Lee Chen. He's a billionaire. Uh, out of Jamaica, and we appreciate the information that he provided to us for free on his Instagram for us to study and look at, and so today we're going to see what else is out here for us to study and look at that more than likely doesn't cost us anything but our brain power. That's what we're going to look for today. I like being able to find information that is accessible, but people may be overlooking overlooking it because they're too busy buying courses and nothing wrong with books but they're buying all this stuff and they think well that's where the answers are and there could be some answers there I don't want to misconstrued anything I have just found in my studies that everything that you will need will be provided to you you won't necessarily have to pay for anything you don't have to now there are some things Uh, here and there that I've gone out and said, let me just go ahead and get that. You know, someone wrote a book about something that's very specific and you can't really Google it. And so you go ahead and pay the 10 bucks, right? So I'm not saying never buy a book or never get the workbook or that one course over there won't have something in there. There's wisdom in everything. But I have found that most things that you'll need God will bring to you. And I'll talk about that in one moment. So before we get started, let me get
0: my uh, sip in and let's get going. All right. Okay. So when I was... Uh, on Black
2: Equity Podcast uh, earlier this week, I uh, pulled up the five laws of gold, which come from The Richest Man in Babylon, which is a classic book. Matter of fact, let's pull up a description on The Richest Man in Babylon, and let's see what it it gives us.
0: The Richest Man in Babylon, For those who have never read it, I think it's one of the better
2: books. Uh, Background. The parables are told by a fictional Babylonian character called Archard, a poor scribe who became the richest man in Babylon. Included in Archard's advice are the seven cures, or how to generate money and wealth, and the five laws of gold, or how to protect and invest wealth. That's the description, so you understand it. Here it is. I think the book that I physically bought looks like this one. Um, most times now I just listen to the audio book. I know a lot of people say, I need the book and I need to physically hold it. So get the book. I always say, just get the book and then listen to the audio. That way I'll let somebody read for me while I'm doing other things. And then if I miss something, I can rewind um, other people. They need to physically sit down and read it, do whatever you feel is best for but there's nothing wrong with with uh leveraging technology so that is the richest man in babylon i bring this up uh because we're going to look at the five laws of gold and because one of the laws is going to lead us into our topic today so i already just full disclosure i know that one of these laws is going to lead us to what i want to talk about today so i don't do a lot of planning but i do a little bit of planning okay and I actually thought about it while I was recording my last episode on Black Equity Podcast. I said, ooh, I'm gonna use that for later, right? So here are the five laws of gold. Gold cometh gladly and increasing quantity to any man who will put, put by not less than one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and his family, okay? Gold cometh gladly an increasing quantity to any man or woman. It says anytime they say man, it's supposed to be people, gold cometh gladly and increasing quantity to any man who will put by not less than one-tenth of his earnings to create an estate for his future and that of his family. The moment you receive gold, however you view gold, anytime you receive something, take a tenth of it and go ahead and build your estate. Begin to build your empire. There are some people out there. I was a part of this um, conference called How to Build an Empire. And there were some people who laughed at it, right? It's like, How to build an empire. <laughs> what they don't understand is all you need to do is take 10% and put it towards your estate, and you have an empire. Although it may be a small one, you have one. Empire does not have to be this grandiose thing where you have 20 millions and this and 50 millions and that. How to build an empire is a mindset. We are now in the world of building empires, not kingdoms. Kingdoms are for one individual king. Emperors rule over many, okay? We may be able to review that information later. So that's the first law. The second law, go labor diligently and contently for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment, multiplying even as the flocks of the field. I'm going to say this the best way I know how. Your job as a how to acquire listener is to find profitable employment for your gold, however you view that gold, whether it be U.S. dollars, whether it be an international currency, whether it be digital currency, however you view gold today, in today's terminology, you must find profitable employment for your gold. So that means that if you are trying to find profitable employment for your gold, then that means you can't work for the gold. Let me make sure I, I clear that up and bring clarity to what I'm saying here. If you're finding profitable employment for gold, that means that you shouldn't be a slave to it. It should be working for you and not the other way around, okay? gold labor if diligently. And contently for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment, multiplying even even as the flocks of the field. I feel like our job is to find profitable employment. Let's find places where we could put the money and allow it to work on our behalf. That's the work that we should be doing. A lot of other people feel like there's other work out there and other labor and other things that you, just, you have to do. That's what they feel. And I'm not here to argue any of those things. I'm just going by what I believe. Go labor diligently. It labor diligently and contently for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment. So I may not be out here doing all this so-called work. The gold may be doing it. The gold may be doing my work for me. So there's, there may not actually be anything for me to post online. Are we, are we getting there? Let's,
0: let's, let's pull this back up again. How to tell if someone is a fake millionaire. Or first,
1: every, every single millionaire I know if they really want to help you they will for free no millionaire has actually made it will ever charge you for their knowledge you might not believe me but the truth is we feel lucky we've made it and we want to give back so someone's trying to charge you for help they're trying to become a millionaire by telling you they are a millionaire and they're not the second way is right, ask so them what are they doing on the first day at
2: 11 o'clock i more than likely will be taking a walk i'll be taking my nature walk You're welcome to join me, um, just in case you wanted to know. All right. Number three, gold clingeth to the protection of the cautious owner who invests it under the advice of men wise in its handling. So number two was find profitable employment. So once you find these areas that you deem to be profitable employment for your gold, I would advise that you find advisors in those particular areas who understand those areas, even if you understand it already. So just an example, let's say you wanted to invest in Bitcoin. Then you would find a bit, some Bitcoin advisors that you know and trust. Let's say you wanted to invest in real estate. You'll find real estate advisors that you know and trust. Let's say you wanted to invest in businesses you find business advisors or acquisition advisors that you know and trust. So what I tend to do, especially on this program and other programs that I uh, produce and host, I try to link you with people that you can go to, have conversations with, and they'll help you put your gold into certain places. That's my job. I feel my job is to Introduce the audience to places where they can put their gold or they can put their time or they can put their energy or whatever it is. And then it's based off of your frequency. If you feel that that's the right person for you, I'm never going to try to push and, and say, we well, got to go do this. It depends on what is best for you. That's your decision. Okay. So number three was gold cling to the protection of the cautious owner who invests it, under the advice of men, wise in its handling. And when it says men, it means, in my opinion, it means men and women. Okay? Number four, gold uh, slippeth away from the man who invests in businesses or purposes with which he is not familiar or which are not approved by those skilled in its keep. So, let's go back to number three. Under the advice of men or women, wise in its handling. Okay, so number four is basically kind of piggybacking off of that on the end here. Purposes which is not familiar or which are not approved.
0: So if your advisor say don't do that, and you do that. Uh, okay? And I, I want to find the heading of
2: each one of these, because these aren't the actual headings of each one. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find that after I finish this last one. These are the descriptions, not the headings, because there's actually a heading for each law. Number five, gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or follow the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trusts trust it to his own inexperience and romantic desires in investments. We'll read that again. Gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who follows the alluring advice? Let's let's focus on impossible earnings. Impossible is something that is not measurable. I've sat down in rooms where they said, "Man, the amount of return on our investment is unlimited. It can go on forever." And there may be some truth to it. May not be. It just for the five
0: laws of gold that I follow. It's just not worth me even finding out. If I need something that's measurable. So
2: if I see a return on my investment that's measurable and it makes sense, I'll be more inclined to put my gold to labor. Okay. Or who follow the alluring advice of tricksters or schemers. So that means have to do a spiritual check on who you're listening to and what information that they're providing to you. Or who trusts it to his own inexperience. So, hey, I'm not going to listen to anyone. I'm not going to get any advisors. I'm not going to talk to anyone about it. I'm just going to go do it on my own and see what happens. Well, that's how gold could flee. So those are your five laws of gold. So let me pull up the five laws of gold on another uh, website. because I want you to see the actual headings. Here they are. So the five laws of gold. So the first one is gold loves those who save 10%. We talked about that. You put that towards your estate. It doesn't have to be a huge thing for you to build an empire. So anybody who's laughing at the idea of building an empire because they have a whole bunch of money and think, well, you're not building an empire. Actually, it doesn't take a lot of money at all It just takes 10% of whatever you received. And that's different for everybody. If somebody receives $100, take 10%. Somebody receives a million, you take 10%. And you put that towards your estate. Once you do that, gold begins to come based off of the five laws of gold. You can choose not to believe the five laws of gold. I tend to follow them. I tend to follow the five laws of gold because they have served me well. The richest man in Babylon has served me well. Okay. Gold likes to multiply. Is number two, we talked about that. We talked about profitable employment and multiplying even as the flocks of the field. Once you find profitable employment, it begins to multiply quickly. Okay. Number three, gold loves a cautious owner. Remember, we talked about uh, under the advice of wise men and his handling. So a lot of my time is spent finding wise men or women, both, finding wise people on particular topics, not celebrities in particular topics, although celebrities could be wise in a particular area. Just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you're wise, but just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you are either. That's all I'm saying. So I'd rather just find wise people. Oh, oh, but you're a celebrity. I'd rather it be that way than let me find celebrities. So that's where that comes from, okay? Number four, this is the one I wanted to talk about today. Gold favors those who study investments. So we, we tend to ignore the headline and we go straight to the description where it says go so a away way from the man who invests in businesses or purposes, which he is not familiar or which he's not approved by, approved by those skilled in its keep. Okay. And we tend to say, okay, I just need to get it, the advisors and you do, or you can just get familiar with it. it. Might take a little bit of time and energy. So what I tend to do is I, I, I use my time to get familiar with things. I'll sit down for hours and hours and hours with people and learn about something, take a step back, come back again, take a step back, come back again. I want to get familiar with something. And then I'll also go get advisors in it too. So then when I'm being advised, I can say, well, based off of what I'm familiar with, this is what I have. That work I tend to do just for people who want to know the work that is going on. It's not just about, doing stuff it's being very specific okay gold slip away from the man who invests in businesses or purposes of which he is not familiar or which is not approved gold favors those who study investments and so what we tend to do on this particular platform is number four does that make sense on how to acquire what i tend to do is a mixture of gold favors those who study investments And uh, gold loves a cautious owner where I'm trying to introduce you to men and women who could be potential advisors in a particular area. Okay. And gold and get rich quick schemes don't mix. So I try to stay away from tricksters or schemers. I do my, my bet, you you know, you can never be a hundred percent. I do my best to stay away from things that are romanticized or things where people don't have any, any experience in. If they specifically invest in sneakers, I only want to talk about sneakers with them. Don't say you invest in sneakers and then you start talking about oil. That's not go- that is not going to fly for me. Okay? So number five, gold and get-rich quick-seeing zone mix. That's the title of that one. But the reason why we're here today, um, all five are important. But I 10 on this platform to talk about number four gold favors those who study investments so what i do the way my mind works is i want to go study the people who are studying investments and figure out where do we find profitable employment for our gold so on today's episode i want to do is look at who are the current black billionaires? I told you before, one of our last episodes, that I think one of the best podcasts out there that doesn't get any uh well, not any recognition, but in the communities of, of people that I watch, it tends to be ignored, and that makes sense because the majority of people are going the wrong way. That's just That's not me saying, it's just reality, right? And so one of my favorites is uh, We Study Billionaires. It's a podcast. It's a great platform. They have really great information on there. But I noticed that a lot of times when they study billionaires, it tends to be white billionaires or non-Black billionaires. I'll say that. So I feel like there's an opportunity here to say, well, I'll study the Black billionaires, right? There's no need for me to go. I'm doing great work but they tend not to study the black billionaires. They tend to study the other billionaires. And those are important too, but I want to be able to fill a void. So on how to acquire, let's look at the black billionaires. So these are the black men and women who landed on the Forbes 2022 billionaire list. Okay. Aliko Degante, net worth 14 billion. The world's richest black man is the black, first black entry on the Forbes billionaire list. African billionaire Aliko Degante comes in with an impressive $14 billion in net worth, okay? So how do I want to do this? Do I want to break down each one as we go through or just go through the name? Let's go through the names first and then let's see if one, one or two gravitates us today and then we'll study them. Last week, we studied Michael Lee Chen, and he provided us great information. I believe that once we go through the list and then we, we select one or two, we're going to find something. Next is Mike, uh, and I do apologize if I mess up anyone's name. It's not on purpose. I really mean no harm. I, I promise. I'm, I come in peace. I do ask a lot of questions, but I really do come in peace. Mike Adinga at... Aden Nuga net worth 7.3 billion. He is one of the richest men in Nigeria and is impressive. 7.3 billion net worth comes from investments in the telecoms industry. Okay, so the first two black billionaires are both in Africa. So we have Africa has two so far. Okay, next is Abdul Saman Rabu. He is Africans Billionaire, Pride and Joy, and they'll be set for life thanks to his six point nine billion net worth. Okay. That's three for Africa. Robert F. Smith, we just talked about him on Black Equity podcast, just briefly. Uh his company. Um his company just snagged nine billion dollars for their investment uh, round, and they have another eleven billion to go. Uh, it says AfroTech frequently covers Robert F. Smith's contributions to society at large, and the billionaire's net worth continues to grow alongside his philanthropy. So he's in America. Uh, I'm sorry, United States. There are two, you know, there's two Americas: North America and South America. So he's in the United States.
0: America.
2: It's Stewart. He works in the computer programming industry. He has garnered him an impressive, sorry about that, uh, impressive 5.8 billion net worth. And though for those who are watching this right now on Spotify or not watching this, listen, go to Spotify. You can just watch the video. I'm, I'm sitting here talking and going through the list as we speak. It may be a little more entertaining that way. You get to see the pictures and you know get to see everything. But if you don't like Spotify or don't have Spotify, then you can just listen to what I'm saying. But it may not make sense because I may be saying something about things you can't see. Uh, next. So that was a, a second United States. So we got three in Africa, one in, uh, two in the United States. Patrice, next on the list, Patrice Monticeppe, Uh South Africa's richest black man. So that's another one for Africa. So that's four. Oprah Winfrey, she's from the United States, that's three, Kanye West, he's from the United States, Rihanna, uh, do we want to give her, we'll, we'll give her, uh, she's from like a Trinidad and Tobago, where's Rihanna from, I don't want to mess up where the, the woman's from, we'll, we'll give hers to her actual home country so they can get some shout outs. States, United States, but you you know, I want to be fair. Where is she from? Is from Rihanna? Is from Barbados. Uh, there it is Barbados. I apologize. So Barbados now has someone on the board. Okay, Michael Jordan. He's from the
0: United States. Now United States. Jay Z is from the United States. Tyler Perry is from the United States. United States now has seven. And
2: that's all they're showing me. Okay. I, there may be more.
0: Was I apologize. Happened.
2: That was a commercial that popped up or advertisement that popped up. So out of these people. Which one do I gravitate towards? I can only speak for me, right? I can't speak for everyone. Oh, here we go. Interestingly, the Black Panthers from the United States, with a few exceptions, in sports and entertainment, while the Black Panthers from Africa are in manufacturing and other types of investments. So I'll be honest with you I do not gravitate towards sports and entertainment for this conversation. Anybody who knows me
0: knows that I do entertainment just like on a record Those tend to be romanticized and so i rather not
2: like i rather watch them and, and like learn from them but i rather not be in it because for I know for me I can be, become easily romanticized and we learned from the five laws of both. Uh, gold flees a man who would force it to impossible earnings or follow the alluring advice of tricksters or schemers or who trusts it to his own inexperience and romantic desires I don't trust myself to be doing sports and entertainment now I'm not saying I would never invest in sports but it would have to be it would have to be like I own a piece of the league type of thing rather than something that's like flashy, if that makes sense. Like it, it can't, I know myself. And so what I don't want to do is fall for the romantic desires of it all. And so I rather just enjoy them. I, I enjoy sports, I enjoy entertainment. And I want to enjoy them without my gold being involved. Like I'm not betting on games. I, I don't want any part of that from my mind. I want to just enjoy them because I know that they can be tampered with. OK, so I find that statement to be very interesting, that the black billionaires from the United States are typically in sports and entertainment. And the people in Africa are typically in manufacturing and other, other types of investments. So I'm more than likely going to gravitate towards non-entertainment and sports situations. So who does that leave me with? So let's start from the bottom. Tyler Perry is an entertainment.
0: I'm not saying that you can't learn anything from him. It just doesn't. Uh, that's not the direction that I want to go in. So that's not
2: the direction in which I'm going to focus my studies in. Does that make sense? Okay. Jay Z, he's an entertainment. And this is the same situation. And I do like a lot of his business moves. They seem to be awesome, but I don't trust myself with my romantic desires of entertainment and hip-hop. I grew up on it. I could easily be swayed that way. Michael Jordan, sports and entertainment again. So it's a no. Rihanna, uh, she's technically, well, she's in entertainment. The majority of her billionaires is in beauty. Rihanna is a possible. It's a possible, but because of the entertainment side, it's just better for me to stay away. I'm just, I'm talking about me. You could do whatever you want to do. You can say, oh, well, perfect. He's not in that. I'll get in there. Kanye is the same thing, right? So these are people who are billionaires, but it's not necessarily the frequency I want, right? Oprah Winfrey has a mass 2.6. She's kind of in that, media entertainment space so I'll stay away just from me okay now who is this
0: Patrice Masticepe. maybe we can learn something from him what industries are is he in? and has Patrice Monster
2: said, is a South African mining billionaire. I can work with that. I mean, I don't know his character or anything like that. We still, he's been serving as a president of somewhere. So there's a possibility here. He's in the mining industry, South Africa. That's the area that I would be interested in. So Patrice is a possible for me. Do you see how that works for me? Now, you might be listening to me. No, I'm going for Rihanna. Go, go, I'm not, I'm talking about for me, okay? David Stewart's work in the computer programming industry he has garnered him an impressive 5.8 billion. And he's in America. David Stewart would be someone that I want to study about investments. Tech, right? Computer program, yes. Robert F. Smith, uh, he's in private equity. That is a, that's a possibility. And he's in America too. That could be a possibility for me. Uh, Abs Abdul Samad Rabu. So let's pull him. I don't know this gentleman. I mean, I don't know anyone on the list uh, directly. Um, but what I mean by I don't know him is I don't even think I've heard his name before. So let's pull him up. Nigerian billionaire, founder of BUA Group, Nigerian conglomerate, active in cement production, sugar refining, and real estate. Okay. Okay. Philanthropist. There's some, there's some, I can work with this area. Okay. I can work with this. Okay. It's not exactly what I would want to do, but okay. Mike Andingo is one of the richest men in Nigeria. Okay, let's telecoms. Ooh, Mike and Dingo might be someone to pay attention to. Let's see what he's talking about. i mean, mad. they said telecom, but let's just read the bio real quick. And th- I believe this is important to do for your studies so you can get into alignment and get into frequency with what you want to do. Where we find more information that can help you learn how to acquire. Okay? But we have to do this part first. The real work is on the front end, studying who we want to be advised by, studying who we want to learn from, and making sure that we don't get into our romantic desires, we don't get tricked, don't, all those things, are what we do on the front end, are due diligence. So then when we make our moves, we can say, okay, I'm properly aligned with what makes sense for me. Okay? Okay. Micah Dungay, Nigeria's second richest man, built his fortune in telecom and oil production. His mobile phone network, GlobalCom, is the third largest operator and has presence in Ghana and Benin.
0: Okay, that's okay. Okay, I have to look, up, look him up.
2: All right. And then we have Alinko Degante, and he is the richest, wealthiest uh, person on the list, from my understanding. Could be wrong, but from my understanding, based off this list, he's the guy. And so let's read about him.
0: Champion in business, magnate and current chairman and CEO of D- T- Group, the largest industrial conglomerate. What is an industrial conglomerate? Like, we got to learn more. So let's give it a second. Let's pull it up and let's see what they are
2: referring to. Degante is the wealthiest person in Africa with an estimated net worth of 21 billion. Okay, so first of all, what is a business magnate? Also known as a tycoon, is a person who has achieved immense wealth through the ownership of multiple lines of enterprises. Ah, uh, an empire. Right? So that is a new term that you should be writing down. Who are the business magnates? I may be mispronouncing. Who are the business tycoons? Why does that matter? Because if you want to. Acquire in multiple industries, this could be a blueprint for you, okay? It's assumed to achieve immense wealth through the ownership of multiple lines of enterprises. The term characteristically refers to a powerful entrepreneur or investor who controls through personal enterprises or ownership. Let's pull that all the way up. The term characteristically refers to a powerful entrepreneur or investor who controls through personal enterprise ownership or dominant shareholder position, a firm or industry whose goods or services are widely consumed. So, you would have to be an industry that are widely consumed by the mass public. Okay? Such individuals may be known as Barons, Captains of Industry, Czars, Moguls, Oligarchs, uh, Plutocrats, uh, Tapans. I remember there was a lot of issues with oligarchs, and they were talking about oligarchs in Russia. And so for many people, they may demonize this. They may say, no, you're an oligarch. No, you're a, a plutocrat." So somebody seeing this will say, no, don't want any part of this. Okay, I'm not here to convince you that you should do anything. I'm just telling you who these people are with success could come okay all right so of these people here's where I'm going to go first okay and those who know me know exactly where I'm going to go okay and this is important because I want to put this on wax when I say on wax I mean I want to
0: record this I think I'm going to go with David Stewart's no one knows who he is. He's quiet. Uh,
2: works in the computer programming industry. I might be able to work with this. Let's find out who this guy is. Okay? And let's see. I believe, I believe that once we get in alignment with what we want, we'll find breadcrumbs, just like we did with Michael Lee Chen. Remember, Michael Lee Chen dropped breadcrumbs on us. I believe all of these guys and ladies will drop breadcrumbs on us. Okay. So, well, that's not, that's not quite what I want. This is a list of more billionaires and I just want to pull up David Stewart. Okay. Now I noticed that Michael Lee Chin wasn't on this list. So this list may not be complete and it may be an old list or whatever. This is from Afrotech. So, they may not have all the information. There's definitely a couple more billionaires that weren't on this list. But we'll, you know, we appreciate the list, AfroTech, but it's not the full list. But I'll work with what they've provided me. And the next time we are on here, we'll find a more complete list. So, see, David L. Stewart is an American businessman. He is a chairman and founder of Worldwide Technology, one of the largest African American owned businesses in America. According to Forbes, in 2019, Stewart was one of 13 Black billionaires worldwide. Now, those who know me know that I already have done my research on this. Okay? I've actually read David Stewart's books. He has a book called Leadership by the Good Book, Doing Business by the Good Book. So... I'm already more interested because now he's written books that are actually biblically based, may be strong. He's written books that have biblical elements in them. Is that fair? Okay. And I've read both of these and they're awesome. Okay. So then the question is well, what breadcrumbs does he drop? Well, he dropped the books. Now, I remember I was saying earlier. How can you spot a real millionaire and not a real millionaire? And I said, well, sometimes they do have the books and they are good. So this is one of those times. I mean, yes, it's 14 bucks. Yes, it's 20 bucks, but it seems like a small investment to learn from somebody who you feel would be of interest. So here's what I want you to do I want you to find whoever, they don't even have to be a black billionaire. They can be a billionaire. They can be a multimillionaire, millionaire They can just be someone that you gravitate towards. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to find the breadcrumbs. Find the breadcrumbs. I want you to research everything you can on these people and find what they've left for you, just in case. I am not even want to go there. For legacy. A lot of them have developed opportunities
0: for you to go in. So what has David Stewart left for us? He's left two books. Uh, Let's see. So what you can do is look at all the videos on YouTube and see
2: if there's any traces of breadcrumbs that this David
0: Stewart gentleman has provided for us. Oh, blues part owner David Stewart on his journey to diversifying hockey and winning
2: the cup two years ago. That's David L. Stewart right there. He owns part of a hockey brand. The owner of the St. Louis Blues is one of the 13 black beaners in the world. That breadcrumb. So remember, I said I may do sports, but I would have to like like own the team
0: or own the league now? Okay. That's a pop- If I get into
2: sports, it will be more of this route rather than automatically following a sports person. That makes sense or uh, if you record podcasts and videos remotely with This is only a minute long. Let's see
0: the seconds down in St. Louis, because after 52 years, the St. Louis Blues have won the Stanley Cup.
3: How often do you wear the ring? This is the only time I've ever worn this ring. When you were presented with that ring, what went through your mind?
4: I hope this is not the last time, (laughs) Uh, but also I hope that other persons of color that are in an ownership role have the opportunity to, to, to wear
3: a ring. The fact that David Stewart is a Stanley Cup-winning NHL owner is surprising, considering where it all began. I
4: think my childhood was a little different than most. Uh, uh, living on the other side of the tracks in Clinton, Missouri, which is 60 miles southeast of uh, Kansas City, uh, and uh, during the 50s and 60s, segregated, and uh, things that you just unfortunately were limited uh, to do. And uh, there was threats about the integration of the schools. Ku Klux Klan said that there is no way that's going to happen in this town. And they threatened uh, those who decided they were going to uh, receive these, these black kids going to school. My father, being the man he is, uh, boldly patrolled the town all night to ensure his
3: five kids could go to school safely. Stewart persevered through the difficult social climate, graduating from Central Missouri State with a business degree. A decade later, he borrowed $2,000 from his father to start his own company. And in 1990, he founded Worldwide Technology, which two years ago, reported revenues of $11 billion. Stewart himself is now one of just 13 black billionaires in the world, an incredibly successful entrepreneur, who had limited exposure to hockey.
4: I had never gone to a hockey game until about, uh, probably about 10 years ago. After the second period, I was getting ready to leave, and they said, oh, there's another period. <laughs> I, so <laughs> uh, I found finally learned a lot more since that time, and uh, it's, it's an enjoyable sport.
3: In 2012, 16 local business people, including Stewart, purchased the Blues to ensure the team stayed in St. Louis.
4: This is a great city with great assets, with great fans. I thought it was vitally important that our name be associated with uh, keeping the Blues here and have the ability to be able to have a voice, a different kind of voice uh, in the NHL that's not there today.
2: So what we're doing right now, for those who... I don't know, maybe they fast forward and missed what, what we're doing here. We're finding the breadcrumbs. Part of how to acquire isn't just looking at money or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, five laws of gold. Remember, one of the things we're looking at, gold favors those who study investments, but also we have to find the wise people that are going to be uh potential advisors right that's what we're doing find profitable employment multiplying even in his flocks so one thing we can do is see well what was profitable for other people right where are people putting their money where are they putting their gold and allowing it to grow does that make sense of why we're doing that but really what we're looking at is is David Stewart the person that I want to learn from? Now, um, I already know that it's somebody I want to learn from because I've already grabbed the books. I've already started reading. And so I kind of know that David Stewart is someone I want to learn from. Let's look at some of the comments here. Love to see grassroots stuff like this actually make it an inspiration to us all. Isn't this interesting? This video has less than six thousand views, and there's other people who are talking about information that isn't even on this level,
5: and they got millions
2: of views. So my question is: Do views really matter? Hmm. Let's keep going. Let's learn more about David Stewart and see what the breadcrumbs are. David Stewart, millionaire power moves. Worldwide technology feature. Let's learn more about the company.
0: Look at this. The
2: largest African-American owned uh, company and less than 5,000 views.
0: We're
4: the Silicon Prairie. There's people who are becoming much more creative, much more innovative, thinking about new ideals and new ways of doing that, and they do it through technology. We are a good foundational piece for St. Louis to, to represent that. You connect with young people by making an exciting, collaborative environment to want to work in. It just reflects our culture, making sure that we have innovation going on all the time. Our new building, all the facilities here, all the renovations that we've done, the headquarters that we have currently, as well as the Advanced Technology Center, have all been built by a diverse St. Louis area firm. We hope that we are a good foundational piece for St. Louis with our Advanced Technology Center to our ecosystem of connections and ties and relationships with the biggest OEMs, partners in the world. Uh, last year, we spent uh, $400 million with small uh, and diverse firms and women owned firms that are, that are out there, and we helped develop that next generation of talent and, and resources and partnerships that are very important across the landscape of our business. A building is one thing, but it's all about the people. People have to occupy that building, right? And there's a real culture that's developed within that building as well. Why not St. Louis? It is the best place to grow and develop a business. And people care here. People truly care about that next generation of of businesses and talent, but we have to develop that talent. So we have a stewardship and a responsibility to make sure that uh, the resources uh, that we have. Another breadcrumb.
2: I'll be honest with you. Most times when I separate myself from people is because I found out they just don't care they don't care at all they just want to make money and i cannot be around that type of frequency but what we're finding here is david l stewart he says that that's one of his focuses he talks about that in his book he talks about it here let's see if we can find out more information you know actually in his book he talks about uh He actually talks about this program that he built. Uh, Let's look at this real quick, and then I'll see if I can find the program that he built.
5: I'm pleasantly surprised with how much good information I can pull.
1: When we last talked to Dave Stewart, I challenged him to come up with just a few of his favorite jazz artists that proved to be hard for the Black history legend who built a tech empire. So obviously that's got to be number one, of course.
4: What's number two? Number two, I would say um, uh, the great Dr. Lonnie Smith Ah, on the Hammond B3. Mm
2: -hmm. So the breadcrumb here is Uh, not only is he investing in the area, but then he's making sure he's building those relationships with the local news in that area. These things matter. These are all breadcrumbs. So inside of David Elser's book, is actually a program that he helped build. Let's see if we can find it. I can't remember the exact name.
0: I think it's called BBT. Let's see. Biblical Business Training. So here is one of the things that he's left behind or left for us to pick up biblical business training he uh let's see if they talk about him here there he is board members david l stewart vice
2: chair worldwide technology so in his book you would have to read the book to find this out in his book he talks about hey i wanted to make sure uh that we left a really great um Place for people to develop as leaders and to truly find their calling and make sure that they're doing work, doing God's work. And here he is, chairman of the board of biblical business training. Now, I am not telling you that you have to do any of these things. I'm telling you that there's breadcrumbs to every one of these people, whether it's Rihanna, Kanye, Jay-Z, or anyone else, or David L. Stewart, there. Each one is going to have some type of breadcrumb, good or bad, however you see it, that you can pick up and use for your own journey, okay? So, you got biblical business training, you have a curriculum where you can learn how to build biblical-based company biblical-based group of uh, people. And so, oh, here we go. Look at this. 11 studies, leadership by the good book, uh, authentic living, uh, guard the gospel, soul work. Now, for some people, they don't want anything biblical. That's fine. I'm not telling you that you have to do something biblical. I'm telling you, that each one of these people and it's not just black people that are doing this all the billionaires some of even the millionaires they're all leaving breadcrumbs for you to pick up now you can decide to say well i can't stand any of these billionaires and these billionaires these oligarchs then there may be some truth to some of that but then there's also the other side like if we're going to tell it we got to tell the full picture There is a breadcrumb of information. And when I say a breadcrumb, I really mean some of these people are leaving loaves and loaves of bread. It ain't just breadcrumbs. I call it breadcrumbs because it's just what we use. But I guess I should be more specific. Some people have, have left true meals of information. They've left a full dining table of information.
0: Okay, and you can go through this, as far as I know, for free. Right?
1: How to tell if someone is a fake millionaire or a real one. There are two ways. First, every single millionaire I know, if they really want to help you, they will for free. No millionaire that actually made it will ever charge you for their knowledge. You might not believe me, but the truth is, we feel lucky we've made it and we want to give back. So, if someone's trying to charge you for help. They're trying to become a millionaire by telling you they are a millionaire and they're not. The second way is. Ask them. What are they doing on a Thursday right. at 11 o'clock? How so to tell if someone is I'm a fake to show millionaire you or you a real. We're going
2: to go through this this entire season we're just going to pull back the curtain on everything because what I'm tired of seeing is things that just do not align with my spirit. We, we can't demonize people because they have money. Although there are some people who have money who are misusing it and we should be able to review those people too, but it's not
0: just one way. Okay. So, how did we get here? Five laws
2: of gold. Gold likes to multiply, find profitable employment. God loves a cautious owner who inv- uh cautious owner who invests under the advice of men and wise in this handling. Gold favors those who study investments, uh uh purposes which is not familiar. Oh, we read the thing. away from the man who invests in businesses or purposes that he's not familiar or which is not approved by those skilled in its keep. Gold and get rich quick scenes don't mix. Gold please a man who would force it to impossible earnings or who follow the alluring advice of tricksters or schemers who entrust in his own inexper- inexperience and romantic desires. So as I went through the list, I had to check myself and say, well, what is what are my romantic desires? Right? What, what do I already romanticize before even getting in before I even do anything? What am I already pre-programmed to romanticize? Entertainment, music, sports. I'm already romanticizing them. Why would I even deal with it? Would I ever buy a catalog of music? Maybe. But what I'm saying is I don't want to enter the game with a romantic view. I don't want the person who opens the door to be someone I'm romanticizing. And many people are. They've romanticized certain things. And so they're just walking in blindly. And what happens to those people?
0: Gold fleas. There's nothing romanticized. Many people would say
2: that the information I'm showing you right now is boring. And they're probably falling asleep. They might have clicked off of this podcast. But here it is Leadership by the Good Book, which is actually the name of his book. They actually have a study. See, adapted from the book Creative Extremism, inspired by Dr. King. And so you pull up the curriculum, and they'll tell you everything you need to do. And it's actually designed for you to have a study group where you can bring people together. So what I'm open to doing is having a study group. I tried this in the past. When I tried to present this, some people will push it away and say, well, you know, how do I know this is real?
0: Wow. (laughs) What?
2: So you have to be, not only do you have to find the background, but then you got to surround yourself with people who are receptive to new information. So I'm currently diving into this work and studying it. And the more I study it, the the more the people that aren't supposed to be in my life, they disappear. And I'm okay with that. I feel like this is a great, a great uh, feast of wisdom. And by studying this, it's going to allow me to align with the people who I'm supposed to be aligned with. That's how we got here today. So this episode is inspired by the wisdom passed down from David L. Stewart. He's not the only one. Each person on the list has information that you can go get. But on this episode, it was the David L. Stewart
0: inspired episode. Last episode was a Michael Lee Chin inspired episode.
2: Each one has passed down information for free. Now you could say, well, his book costs 10 bucks and his other book costs 20.
0: Oh, okay,
2: well, I guess you've got a point there. But this entire, <laughs>
0: this entire curriculum, for my knowledge, is free. It's all laid out for you. Look at this. Look at the work. And you can just go through it with a study group or by yourself. I don't think they recommend doing it by yourself, but it's just, you could. The, the, the famous saying is, the poor teach their
2: children how to buy. The rich teach their
0: children how to sell. Man, and the wealthy, they teach their children how to acquire. Now, you can focus on
2: whatever you want to focus on, but I'm choosing to focus on the breadcrumbs passed down from the people who are in alignment with where I'm headed. So let's see our closing remarks from David L. Stewart, let's see what he's talking about in this clip with conversations with David Stewart.
4: One of our nation's most
3: well, prosperous I, companies. I think it's
4: a, think it's a uh, um, if you really take a look at it, it's a St. Louis company, you know, with St. Louisans, people who have graduated St. Louis High School. That's important to us, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, the interesting thing, we said... Uh, they say St. Louis is not very welcoming, but I, I'm not a St. Louisan. I came in from the outside, so for us to and I've used the best of, of St. Louis's assets, and that's the intellectual capital that's here, and that's the university system that's here, that's the 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 rich art uh, art. Uh, uh, from the art museum to the zoo, to all the community assets that you've had here, taken advantage of. I've taken advantage of all the United Way agencies, if you can really think about it, because when I first came here, I had a daishiki, and, and I came here with one bag, a green bag, and I hitchhiked here, and I had platform shoes on, I had bell-bottom plants on, I had a peace sign on here, like that, I had a big afro, I was six foot nine then, okay? You know, so (laughs) talk about diversity, you know, and accepting and people from the outside of St. Louis accepting me as one of their own over these years and uh, people like the Urban League embracing me and helping me really get myself together and get my resume kind of, you know, untarged. For the Boy Scouts to to hire me was the very first job that I had here. And so, I think worldwide technology is a testament to, 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 to St. Louis welcoming and St. Louis's investment and, and to me and to the leadership team and, and, and this is a return on investment. And we have, feel like we have an obligation to the community uh, to-, to,
2: to, to Go where you are embraced. Go where they invest in you. You may, get, you may be denied by all these other people But all you need is one town to say, that's the guy. That's the woman. That's
0: the people I want to work with. Go where you're embraced. Go where people light up when they see you. My name is Derek Moultrie.
2: This is another great episode of How to Acquire. And I encourage you, go find the breadcrumbs. Go find the people that gravitate towards what your mission and your purpose is on this planet. And go see what they've left for you. You just got to do a little bit of digging. It's all right there. All of this billionaire's videos have less than 10,000 views. Look at it. Look, right here, 600 views. 1.2 1.2,000 views. David L. Stewart, 1,000 views. David L. Stewart, less than 10,000. Recipient award, 4.6. 000. Maybe the answer isn't in big viewership. The only thing that really matters for big YouTube viewership is with somebody who's trying to make money off of YouTube. And if they're trying to make money off of YouTube, there may be a reason for that. Right, nothing wrong with making money off of YouTube. Nothing wrong with making money, however, you need to make the money. But I'm just saying, if your goal is to make money off of YouTube, then you may be putting content and information on there just to keep things moving, so you can keep the advertising going and keep keep the dollars coming in because you're relying on it. And so, in a way, you may be compromised. But how come none of David L. Stewart's stuff is over ten thousand views? And from what I can tell, he doesn't even. None of those videos; those are other people's pages. His own pages. I mean, this one has sixteen thousand views on his page. Let's look at that. Let's look at Worldwide Technology. Thirty-seven questions with an expert. But see, this is not about David L. Stewart. This is specifically about the company. Now he's in the background when when the when the videos start going off and. When the videos start uh, going viral, he's in the background. So look at all these videos. David L. Stewart's
0: not in any of them. I'm sure he'll probably pop up on one of them. Right? Look at this. There
2: There he finally shows up. We had to go all the way down here to find him. Let's see what he had to say.
5: This past year has been incredibly stressful, challenging, and disruptive for all of our employees and your families all around the world. You had to make big changes to your lives, both at work and at home. But in the spirit of WWT's culture, you adapted and showed up every day, positive, committed, and determined to get the job done. You stepped up and partnered with our customers, many essential and critical to working through this challenging global pandemic. You met their business objectives. You made sure they could stay open and employed. You accelerated digital transformation faster than ever before. You provided technology infrastructure around the globe. You enabled millions of employees around the world to work from home. You've truly gone above and beyond in the most challenging of times. Your performance has been impressive and is greatly appreciated. You gave back to veterans, the homeless, and those living in isolation. You continued to support the fight against cancer. You provided meals for the incredible frontline workers. You embraced employee initiatives to eradicate racism and accelerate our DI efforts while also creating a great place to work for all. You have all been everyday heroes coming together to positively impact our business, our culture, and our communities around the world. We are now stronger than ever before because of all you have done. That's worldwide technology.
2: And he's only in there for a few seconds, right? So then let's look up biblical. See, I was going to go earlier, but now y'all got me biblical business training.
0: On YouTube. Let's see if we can find it. Where did it go? Maybe I. Oh, I probably spelled something wrong. Biblical Business Training. Do they even have a YouTube? Where's the website? There's a website
2: here. They might not even. Oh, here it goes. No. So I don't even see a YouTube page. Look, the information is here. If you'd like to join me where we can learn biblical business training together from these breadcrumbs, I would love to work with you. They also have a podcast you can go listen to. You can do whatever you like that you feel is best for you. But I'll be going through this training And I would love for you to join us. I'm Derek Moultrie on How to
0: Acquire Podcast. Until next week, I'll talk to you soon.